Welcome to this series of Bible lessons on the New Testament. In these 42 lessons, we will teach the history of the Lord Jesus as delivered to us in the four Gospels. We will start with the days that led up to Christ's humble birth in Bethlehem. We will then look at his blessed ministry, his suffering, his death, and resurrection. His humble life on earth concludes with his ascension, and after this, the blessed outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Lastly, we will teach the calling and ministry of the greatest evangelist that ever lived, Paul the Apostle. These last lessons are taught from the book of Acts and include Paul's missionary journeys. Be sure to use the lesson guide with questions and knowledge exercises presented with these lectures. We hope these lessons are a blessing to you. Thank you. In lesson 42 of our Bible study on the life and the ministry of Christ, we wish to follow Paul on his journey to Rome. And we will see this in two parts. First, the voyage to Rome in Acts 27, and then Paul in Rome in Acts 28. So first, the voyage to Rome, Acts 27. Finally, uh, the arrangements have been made uh, that a ship is ready to take Paul together with a number of other prisoners uh, from uh, Caesarea uh, to Rome. And so Paul and these prisoners are put under the charge of uh, Julius, a centurion. And this Julius uh, treated Paul courteously and kindly on this uh, journey. And so the ship sets sail along the coast of Asia and sails under Cyprus. And there the winds become contrary and the ship sails very slowly for many days. But finally they are able to reach the Fair Havens, a port on the island of Crete. And uh, there uh, they planned uh, to go on, because this was not a port that was good for the winter. Uh, they would much rather go to the other part of the island and there stay at Phenasi. But it was already late in the season. The storm at season was already upon them. And so Paul goes uh, to the centurion and he warns him. He says, if we go on, it will be with much danger, uh, because the storms are already blowing. And he says this voyage will be with much damage. But the centurion decides to believe the owner and the master of the ship. After all, he is a shipman. He has sailed these seas many times. He would know better than Paul. And so they leave the haven, the fair havens, and they sail close along the coast of the island to see if they can reach Phenasy. <clears throat> but although they sailed close to the island, yet a tremendous storm hits the ship as well. It is like a cyclone, a Eurocyclone it is called. 
and the ship is caught in this storm and it is tossed about violently. Oh, the, they had to take down the sails. They had to lighten the ship. They did everything they could to protect the ship, but they could not hold the ship. They had to let it go. And so it drifted in that storm for many days. And then it says that they did not see the sun nor the stars for many days. Oh, you can imagine the fear that filled the hearts of these people. Oh, they did not believe that there was any hope of being saved anymore. But then Paul receives a message from God. An angel appears to Paul and uh, tells Paul uh, that uh, he will uh, go to Caesar. He must be brought to Caesar. And so Paul then uh, can encourage the centurion and the men on the ship. And he says, be of good cheer. God has spoken to me and God has promised uh, that there will be no loss of lives, but we will lose the ship. And then he says uh, that God had promised him that he would be brought to Caesar and that he believes in that God and that everything that God had said to him would take place. Oh, it had already been uh, 14 nights uh, that they were in this storm. And uh, then that night, some of the crew members measured the water depth and they noticed uh, that it was getting more shallow. Oh, they were afraid the ship was either going to run into rocks or it was going to run into the sand. And so some of the crew decided that night that they would secretly escape. Oh, they took the lifeboat and they already had it hanging out of the ship, ready to go down. When Paul saw this, he warned the centurion and he says, except these men abide in the ship, we cannot be saved. Then the centurion sent soldiers to cut the ropes and let the lifeboat drift. And that night Paul also encouraged the people and he says, it has been many days since we have had anything to eat. Now take some food so that you can strengthen the body for what lies ahead. And Paul himself took bread and he prayed to God for a blessing upon it. And then he ate and then the others also took food and ate. And this encouraged them and gave them strength for what lie ahead. Because it is in that next day in the morning that they see a land ahead. They do not know what land it is. It is unknown to them. But then they do everything they can uh, to turn the ship towards that land. But of course, they cannot see what lies under the water. And so the ship ran aground right there. And the front stuck fast, but the back was being broken by the waves because the waves were still so violent. And so the ship is broken into pieces. Oh, when the soldiers see that, they immediately think of killing the prisoners so that they cannot swim and escape. But the centurion Julius wants to save Paul's life. 
And therefore, he stops the soldiers from doing this. And instead, he commands everyone on the ship, those that can swim, he says, swim to land. And those who cannot, take a board or a part of the ship and float to land as best you can. And then, remarkable, all 276 of the souls on that ship reach land. The land is an island, island of Melita, as we would call today Malta. And that takes us to part two, Paul in Rome, Acts 28. <clears throat> because the people of Melita, the island, are by nature a barbarous people. They are not a very kind people. And yet, when all of these people from the ship come floating or swimming to the shore of the island, they treat them with kindness. They light a large fire to warm these people and so that they can dry. And then Paul also gathers some sticks and wants to throw those sticks on the fire. But there, a dangerous viper, a venomous snake, is hanging on his arm. Oh, the people of Malita, when they see this, they think, surely this man is a murderer and the gods are punishing him. But when Paul shakes the snake off and there is no harm, he doesn't fall dead, oh, then they change their mind and they say, he must be a god. Now, the chief captain or the chief man of the island, Publius, had shown much kindness uh, to these people. And when Paul now hears that his father is sick, then Paul goes uh, to the father of Publius, and he uh, prays with him, and he lays his hands upon him, and he heals him. And when the people of the island hear this, oh, then they also bring their sick to Paul, and he heals them. And so, Paul and all the men of that ship remain on the island of Melita for three months. Then another ship is found that is willing to take them to Italy. And then that ship had also wintered on the isle and is ready to sail. And so they head to the coast of Italy and there they arrive at Puteoli, a city on the coast. And there Paul is allowed to stay for several days with the brethren uh, who meet them there. But then from there, Paul and the other prisoners are led to walk to Rome. And when they reach Rome, the other prisoners are uh, given over to the hands of the guard, of the captain of the guard to be kept in prison. But Paul is allowed to live in a private house in Rome. He has a soldier as his guard in that house. Oh, what a wonderful way that God provides for Paul yet to bear testimony, because Paul very soon calls the Jews to come, that he may meet them and that he may talk to them. He would also like to explain to them why he has appealed to Caesar. But when these Jews uh, tell him that they have not heard anything from Jerusalem, 
but they have heard something of this sect of the Nazarenes. Uh, they say, we would also like to hear something of this. And so Paul invites them to come, and he uh, then declares unto them uh, that his testimony of faith in Jesus Christ and the coming of God's kingdom. And then uh, many believed, but many did not. There was again a division between them, and so the Jews rejected the preaching of Paul. And then Paul again turns to them and says, Be it known unto you that if you reject the gospel message, then once again it will go to the Gentiles, and the salvation of God will be for the Gentiles, and they will receive it. And so Paul is allowed for two years to live in his own house. And during this time, he is able to receive many visitors. He is able to still teach and preach about the kingdom of God and about faith in Jesus Christ to all those who come to him. But during this time, he also wrote many letters some are to individuals. We think of his letters to Timothy. But also some were epistles to the early churches uh, where he was instructing them or encouraging them. We think of his letters to the Ephesians or his letters to the Thessalonians. But we do not know the end of Paul's life. History does suggest that Paul did receive freedom to make another journey. But history also tells us that likely Paul was killed in Rome after this. Or we would say Paul was a hero of faith. Now we must remember Paul had nothing of himself. He received that faith from God. By faith, Paul could continue to preach the gospel to Jew and Gentile, despite the persecution and the opposition, he was willing to suffer and to die for the sake of his Lord and Master, Jesus Christ. Oh, then, what was the hope and the comfort of Paul's life? Uh, we read that in what he wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, verse 7 and 8. There he writes, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not me only, but unto all them also that love his appearance. Did you hear that? His hope was the crown of righteousness that was laid away by Jesus Christ for his people. And his comfort was that the Lord shall give this to him. No, it will not be because of him, but it will all be of him and through him. And so we have come to the end of our Bible study on the life and the ministry of Christ. My question for you yet would be, are you seeking to become a soldier of Jesus Christ? Are you willing 
uh, to forsake all, to take up the cross, and to follow Jesus? Oh, we pray that the Spirit may work also in your hearts to bless these lessons. Thank you.